Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Influential Personal Brand. This is AJ Vaden here, and I have a friend on the show today with me, Clay Harbor. You guys are in for such a treat. I'm about to give you guys my version of his bio, my version of what you should know about Clay. But let me tell you first why you need to stick around for this episode. So if you have ever gone through some sort of what I'm going to call a change in identity, right? You could call it an identity crisis. I don't think that's what Clay went through, but it's a change of identity, right? So this is the show for you to talk about how do you take, you know, a large portion of your life that was leading up to this moment. And then how do you take all of that transition, what you're doing, reinvent yourself, reimagine who you are, and then re kind of like re-engage back into the marketplace that is what Clay is doing. That's what he's been doing. That's what so many of us do at some point in our lives, both personally and professionally. So if you have ever found yourself in a pivot point situation of like, this is what I was doing up to this point now, what am I going to do moving forward? This is an episode that you want to stick around to. Also, I would say if you want to know how to grow maximum exposure in your online platform by doing unique things that are out of the ordinary, this is also a show that you want to stick around and stay tuned for because we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So now let me introduce you to my friend, Clay Harbor. Here's some things that I think are fascinating that you would want to know is one, Clay is a nine-year NFL veteran. Like nine years is a long time in the NFL, in my opinion, but you were also a college uh, hall of famer at Missouri State, right? So pre-NFL, you are a nationally sought out speaker. You are a personal trainer. You're a coach. You have so many cool things in your resume, but one of the things that I think is really fun and just unique are some of the things that you don't have in your resume. Like, I'm surprised that you don't have in here that you also, you had a stint on The Bachelorette. Like, that didn't make it in here. I think that's pretty interesting. I think also the things that are in here that really are so awesome about you is that you are so humble. Like, you are so humble. You do not talk about all these amazing accomplishments. You do not talk about all these awards. You've been featured in all major sports media. You've done brand deals for anything from Bud Light to American Airlines. And those are not things that you ever talk about, right? Those are some of the things that people will hold at the pinnacle of their career. And you don't even mention them. <laughs> so I just love that about you. I love getting to know you. For those of you who are listening, Clay and I are newer friends. Uh, we have a lot of friends in common, but we're so blessed that Clay is a part of our Brain Builders Group community, and I've gotten a chance to know him and wanted him to be on the show today to talk about what it's like to go through these unique transitions in life. So Clay, welcome to the show. 
Wow, what an introduction. I appreciate you having me, AJ. And you know, I just appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience here and you know have a conversation with you. And I appreciate everything that you and Rory do and have done to help me really figure out exactly what it is I want to do and to structure that. And I think that's a good lead-in to this conversation is, is structure. Because when people ask me, how do I go from you know, playing in the NFL for being in college, you know, just working towards this goal my whole life and just identifying as an NFL player. Okay, your career's over. I have a couple injuries. Now what? You know, for me, it's what do I want to do now? And that's a question that I had for a long time. And I didn't really know exactly where I wanted to go and just figuring out old school way of writing down the things that you enjoy doing and going to brand builders. And the first thing they have is, what are you an expert in? What do you enjoy doing? You know, What do people come to you for? What kind of advice do people come to you for? And having all these questions really helped me to figure out where I wanted to go with my brand after the NFL. And for, for that, for me, it had a lot to do with you know habits and routines and things of that nature. So that was big for me. And that's what I wanted to really chase. Mm, I love that. And that didn't start in the NFL. Like that started way before the NFL for you. Like that's how you got to the NFL. So one of the things that I would love for people to get to know about you is like, what do you think that it takes to create the extraordinary results that you've achieved in and outside of professional athletics? But, you know, super specifically, like making it to the NFL is a really small amount of people, right? That's extraordinary talent, but more importantly, it's extraordinary discipline and habits that are going to both serve anyone really well during their professional sports time, but then also way after. And so I think it would be really cool for you to tell people, like, how did you get to the NFL? It's funny that you already brought it up, in my opinion, is habits. To me, when I look back at everything I did and, and how I was able to succeed, because you go back to college, obviously I have a natural ability. I start to realize in college early on, but it's not much different than a lot of other guys I've seen. And people have asked me this, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that can run and jump and play football. What made you go from the same level as these guys to, for you to keep improving and to keep moving and improving till you get to the point where you're in this smaller college, Missouri State University, haven't had a draft pick in 20 years from Missouri State University. Are you serious? In 20 years before I got drafted, there hadn't been wow. one draft pick. And I got drafted in the fourth round of the Philadelphia Eagles. And that in itself was a huge accomplishment for everybody in the area. Wow, how this guy from Missouri State do this. And I'll tell you, AJ, it's simple, but not easy. And that is you have to have habits, you have to have discipline, and you have to have a routine. For me, the thing that really kept me on track was having a knockout routine. From the time I woke up to I would look at my day and say, how can I fit in all these things I need to fit in? I got to make sure that I'm eating healthy. I got to make sure that I get this workout in. I got to make sure I work on catching the football. I got to make sure I'm working on blocking. And that can work in any sort of environment you're in and any job you're in. You improve, you get 1% better every day. And then by the end of the year, you're 37% better than you were at the beginning of the year. So for me, it was getting 1% better every day, always changing my routine to be as effective as I could. And I just kept getting better as a freshman. I got better as a sophomore, better as a junior. And I got to this point where I was a really good football player in college. And then you get drafted and go to the NFL and you're, you're back at the bottom of the total pool again. And it was tough. You have to make the team. You don't automatically make the team. So you have to reevaluate. You have to get a whole new routine. You're in this routine for four years in college. Now you have to reset. It's like you just got a new job. And I did the same thing. 
I go through my routine and I fix it and I make it the best I can. You go through these position battles, highly competitive environment, but you just got to focus on yourself. That's what I made sure to do. I focused on myself. I focused on my routine and I made sure I was disciplined. I wasn't the most talented guy, but I was a guy that had put in the most time and could fit the most things in my day because I had that routine. And that's how I improved and players that were better than me that only lasted two, three, four, five seasons. I was able to last nine. I was able to take care of my body and be able to put myself in a position where I could take care of my family and things I've always wanted to do. Coming from an underprivileged background, it was always in the back of my mind to be able to take care of the people that were you know, important to me. And that's what I did. It was all about habits, routine, and discipline. Wow. You know, you said something that really stuck out to me. I one, I love all of that. And I think it's so true. It's like talent can only get you so far, right? It's like, you're going to have all the talent in the world, but if you're not going to apply that in a focused direction, it, there's a limit to that. Right. But you said something, you said, I focused on myself. So whether or not you meant this or not, this is what I heard. It's like yeah. I wasn't comparing myself to other people. I was focused on what I was doing, not what other people were doing. So can you talk a little bit more about, you know, both in and out of football, like the power of just like, you know, putting blinders on, right. It's yeah. like, stay focused on keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that is not what everyone else is doing. It's what you're doing. Absolutely. The most important person you can compete against is yourself. You'll look online or for me, I see some of these speakers, these guys, these athletes that I've had better careers in. And I see they're, you know, they're getting booked at maybe this gig, this gig. And I go, I have a better story. I'm a better speaker. You can't focus on that. You got to focus on yourself. How am I going to improve myself every day? It's the same thing in football. I look at these tight ends, these other tight ends when I'm drafted. I say, I can do everything they can do. Why am I not getting this opportunity? Hmm. Then I just focus on myself. And then that shows you put the time in and you keep working. You keep repeating things over and over again. You have good habits. You have good routines. You have discipline. That's going to show. If you keep showing up day in and day out, you start to stack these days. And that's when you improve. You're not going to improve in football. You're not going to go from a rookie to a pro bowler. You know, it's going to take you a little bit of time. Maybe sometimes, you know, guys will get lucky with a big catch or a big play or, you know, in the speaking world or the business world, you'll come up with just one big idea, but that's not common. You know, what's common is you're putting in the hard work day in and day out, you're improving a little bit every day, a little bit every day. And then you look up six months later, wow, I was back there, you know, six months, you look back, I was a guy that was barely making the team. Now I'm a starter. And that's when you keep going and you keep going. And the next thing you know, like my college career, wasn't playing at all as a freshman, barely got in the field, improve, improve. Wow. I'm on the field now as later in my freshman year, I'm playing sophomore year. Next thing you know, I'm an all American. And I look back at, at everything that I did to get here. And that was just the day in and day out. It didn't happen in one day. Mm-hmm. I didn't go from a guy who was getting a little bit of playing time to a starter, to a three-time all American in one day to an NFL draft pick. Literally the secret it's simple, but not easy. Like I said before, the secret is in the day to day. The mm-hmm. secret is in the routine and the secret is in consistency. You got to consistently show up just like my time as a fitness coach. You know, I'm a certified personal trainer. I'm a certified strength conditioning coach. You are not going to see results in a week. When you keep showing up, my mom has lost 50 pounds in the last three months. Wow. So I finally got her on a routine in a program. She walks a mile every single day. I explained to her your diet, your walking, your activity level, everything's comes together. Now she feels so much better. She's able to walk and play with the grandkids. She's able to travel with me when I go see my brother and all these things. She took a day, a day, a day, a day. You're not going to wake up and it's not going to happen. That's why I try to explain to people. 
is it's the day to day, everyday routine. You know, it's the exact same thing with building a personal brand, establishing yourself in the marketplace, building a business. It's like none of this happens overnight or in a, a week or a month or in a year for most cases. This is, you know, it's what they say. It's like anything worth doing takes time. Yeah. Right. It takes time. And it's that discipline and consistency of showing up. I, I think that's huge. You got to show up. Showing up is the number one thing. You go back to me and my personal fitness brand. And when I'm doing that, here's what I tell people. If you can only go to the weight room for an hour, go for that hour. It's like in school. If somebody fails or somebody's not getting the grades they want, it's because of the missed assignments. If you get a 0% and then you get 100%, you're still only at 50%. Okay? So now you go back and you get a 60%. That's not good. I mean, you still might be failing that day or you know, you're barely passing, but that 60%, then you come back and you have a really good day. You get that 100%. Now you're at 80. You, know, you go from a 50 to an 80 just by showing up in the weight room. When you miss the days, when you have the days where you don't do it, where you're not focused, you're not going to do any work. Those are the days that set you back. If you can just sit down and do some work, you keep moving forward because every day improves you. When you stay still and don't do anything, that's when you go back down and when you when you start to fail in whatever your business is, whatever your enterprise is, if it's your health, your fitness, if it's your speaking business, you've got to keep moving forward and you don't miss days. That's if you just show up every day, the discipline have that routine, you show up, that's when you start to see the improvements. Oh man, we could end this podcast right now. That is so <laughs> good. That is so much truth because it is like, it's like you can apply that to your finances, your health, your marriage, your relationships, your platform. It's like, you know, I think about, as you were talking, we have a good friend of ours who was recently named one of like the sales influencers of the year on LinkedIn. And oh, wow. it was a really simple formula. He posted a content video on sales every single week for about 18 months. Yeah. It was, I mean, his content, clearly it got better, his skills got better, but it wasn't like it was that different. It got better, but it wasn't different. Yeah. It was consistency. He showed up, he gave value. And the more he did it, the better he got, but it was, he showed up and he goes, I'm committed every Wednesday. I'm going to do this video. I'm going to post it. If it helps one person, it's enough for me. And then it was helping 10 and then a hundred and then a thousand and then a hundred thousand. Right. But it was consistency. I think the challenge is so many of us want it right now. It's instant gratification. We don't want to wait. We don't want to put in the work. It's like we want it now and we want it all of it right now. Yeah. You got, you got to be consistent. You want to grow a following on social media, your platform. It's consistency. It's consistently posting and doing things like that. What I always say is people is sometimes it's better. I know that people tell me, well, I don't know when the right time to do it is. When should I start? And I always tell them this, I go, a good plan today is better than a great plan tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If you just get started. You don't know exactly what to do in the weight room. You know, the fitness, you go in the weight room and you get started, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. You're going to get some pretty good and you're going to keep getting better. And that's going to exponentially improve you. If you're trying to work on social media, you don't know exactly, you don't have the perfect aesthetic. Hey, start right now, start posting. You're going to keep getting better. And that's going to help you to improve in your business and your speaking business. You know, for me, it was like, I don't know if I'm ready to do these events, but Hey, I'm ready enough and I'm going to learn and keep getting better. A good plan today is better than a great plan tomorrow. So you start doing it and then you see yourself improving. You see yourself feeling more comfortable. Then you're ready to go. Everything's firing. You can set up your routine. You know what to expect. And that's another thing that gets you going. You got to get started and you got to stay consistent. Ah, So good. I love one of our good speaker friends, Eric Chester, always tells us and reminds us. He says the difference between a good speech and a great speech 
is a thousand speeches. Yeah. Right. It's doing it. It's just doing it. Right. It's showing up. It's being consistent. It's putting in the work. So, okay. So I want to talk about, I'm going to change, you know, change chords just a little bit. And I want to talk about kind of this pivot moment that you went through not all that long ago when your NFL career ended and now you've got post NFL life of, all right, now what am I going to do? So can you take us back to that? And because I think a lot of people in our audience are struggling in one of those pivot moments of, you know, they're in a full-time corporate job and they're trying to pivot to, it's like, I want to go out and do my own thing, or I want to start my own business, or maybe they have their own business and they're looking at evolving it or selling it or starting something new, or maybe they've sold their business and they're like, you know, what does chapter two look like for me? And what do I want to be known for? And And I can just personally say like I went through this in 2018 when we had our separation from our former company. And I was known for 15 years as a sales consultant, really good at it and was making a lot of money at it. But I looked up one day and I was like, I don't want to be known for somebody who helps companies increase their top line and bottom line. I don't want to look 15 years from now and go, that was my legacy. That's how people think of when they think of me as they think of me as a sales consultant. I don't want to be known for that. And so it was an intentional shaping of how do I even want to be known in the marketplace? And I think anyone who's going through a major transitionary time has got to look themselves in the eye and go, what's next? And who am I? Right? Who am I? If I'm not this, who am I? So can you kind of walk us through like, what was that journey like and how did you kind of get to where you are today? Yeah. No, that's it's a very good question. And that's something that I like helping people with. It's a journey that was difficult. And for me, it's a journey I'm still going through. I think every day it's, you know, it's something that you got to figure out for yourself is, you know, am I happy where I'm at and what I'm doing? And, and is this the path that I want to be on? And I, I'm happy that I've finally figured out exactly what I want to do. And I want to thank you firstly and Rory for helping me a lot with that with brand builders. But I'll go back to 2018, you know, NFL. I think I'm still playing. It's a little different for me because I wasn't ready to get to end. Mm -hmm. I've played this long career and I want to keep going and I get injured during a workout, which I would have got signed with a team, the Buffalo Bills. I'm on the field. I'm working out. If I'm healthy and in shape, they're going to sign me. I'm running a route I've ran a million times. I run the route, I plant, I cut, I end up tearing my groin. So now that's tough. I go to the doctor, I see him out for six months almost with this groin tear and you know I miss the whole season. And now it's a question thing for me. Do I want to continue working to get back to the NFL or do I want to move on to something else? And for me, I continued to try to go back to the NFL. I got some calls, it didn't really go for me. So then I try to figure out what I want to do next. And going through figuring that out, I've went through the fitness stuff. I love fitness, but what I really decided is I want to help people Mm. and I can help people with their health and wellness. And I still do that. And I can help people with their story. And I think that I have a story that really could move people. And that's what made me decide what I wanted to do. For other people, it's got to be a passion. When I'm on stage and when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to kids. I spoke to a lot of football teams, obviously being in that space and a lot of high schools, colleges, and just speaking to them and telling them how I did what I did, how I got from here to there. And then underprivileged kids coming from an underprivileged family to become, you know, what I've become in my brother who didn't play in the NFL. And he was able to do the same thing. And our parents never graduated high school. My brother's got three master's degrees working on a doctorate. 
You know, he was the assistant director of academics for University of Colorado for five years, and now he moved on to start his own high school as a principal, and he just passed his superintendent exam. Now he's going to be a superintendent of a big high school, and our parents didn't graduate didn't even graduate high school. So using those steps and me and him, he uses the same strategies I use. We work on a daily routine. We have positive habits. He's got three kids, a wife, and he's still studying to do his doctorate. And the guy works out six days a week. Where Mm -hmm. do you find the time? He's got a routine that helps him through that. I think that's number one thing is finding something you're passionate about and using that field when you're going through this transitional phase and really sitting down And it's like you learn in brand builders, write down what do people, what would people say you're good at? What do you enjoy doing? What are the main things that people come to you for advice? And when I started thinking about that and I realized that is how I've become so successful, how did you do this? How did you shape your body in a certain way as a fitness professional? How did you, you know, make the NFL and gain all that weight when you had to go from a wide receiver to a tight end, you had to be at a certain weight. And I'll tell them it's simple, but not easy. It's a routine. It's a discipline. And it's that. Mm -hmm. And going through that transitional phase, those are the questions I asked myself. And that's what really helped me to decide where I wanted to go. And obviously natural, what are you good at naturally? What's something you enjoy doing? That's a big question because you don't want to go through life, even if it is very lucrative. You want to be good at what you're doing. And you want to, for me, I wanted to make an impact in other people's life. And those were the questions I asked myself. And that's why I went to the direction I did. Man, that's so good. It's like, it always makes me think about like, how long was I doing something that I didn't love doing? Yeah. Just because I was making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and that was my truth. It's like, I was not happy doing what I was doing for a minute before I actually wasn't doing that anymore. And yeah. I, my story is really similar to yours. It wasn't planned or expected. It was really unexpected, but I needed it. I needed like, you know what they say? It's like, I needed an abrupt change in my life for me to do a evaluation that I hadn't asked myself, what do I love doing? Maybe ever. Yeah. Um, Until 2018. It's like, I started doing something, got really good at it and just kept doing it. But never in like 15 years that I stopped to say, what do I want to be doing? Yeah. What do I want to be known for? And so I'm kind of curious, like for you today, like, do you have an idea of what you want to be known for in this next phase of life? Yeah, absolutely. I want to be known for someone who's a servant to Mm -hmm. others, someone that spends his time and energy to help people better themselves. And you got to do that by first, you know, bettering yourself. And then you help people find that path, that same path that you did to improve yourself. And if that's for business, if that's for health, that's something that I'm really passionate about. And just going from where I grew up, going from where I started from to where I finished in my story and my brother's story and my family's story and things like that. I want to see those results for a lot of people, for more people that can get out of this perpetual, you're perpetually like you're poor or whatever. And I want you could, there's ways that you can improve yourself and help your whole family's future. And that's what me and my brother really took to heart. We would talk as kids. I mean, these aren't normal conversations kids have. I remember me and my brother sitting up and talking to each other, how we're going to buy mom a house and we're going to help dad get a car and help our family and our, our grandmas. And we're having these conversations. And, you know, we put these strategies at the time, we didn't know exactly what the strategies were, but that's what we were using. We we're using that routine. We we're using habits and we're being consistent. And that's what we did. And that's what I really am passionate about doing because I did it. 
anybody can do it. Maybe you can't be an NFL player and play nine years in the NFL, but you can be successful at what you want to be in, be at B, if you use these strategies, if you use these habits, if you use a routine and you use discipline. Hi, it's AJ Baden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Man, I love this so much. And it's like you and your brother, you've changed your family tree. Yeah. It's like, that's, I mean, that's a legacy that's going to go for generations. Like, and that's, that's what we've really always incredible. talked about. Yeah, as is our family for so long, we've been underprivileged, you know, for so long, going back both sides of our family, nobody's ever went to college. You know, we both graduated college with good grades. And my brother's obviously, he was better at the school, the classroom stuff than I was. But it's looking back and seeing what we were able to do just gave me so much confidence that I could really help anyone if you use these strategies and you do these things to get to where we were in their specific career. Me and my brother have reached such a high level, just doing these simple strategies of just having a routine, getting up at the same time every morning, you know, making sure you get your workout and focusing on your health and wellness, just having these routines, having these habits, always having a book we're reading, always having a project we're working on, something to keep bettering ourselves. My brother, he always has this allotment of his schedule. He's always working on some project, whether it's a certification, whether it's a, another degree, whether it's something, he's always bettering himself. And that's something I took. That's why I became a certified personal trainer, a certified fitness coach, certified strength conditioning. I just applied to Kelly Business School just to have that allotment of something to do to always better yourself. Find your routine, find your schedule, keep it going, keep moving forward and keep showing up. And that's when you look back and a year down the road, two years down there, you go, wow, that's where I was. Yeah. So why do you think it is that people can't do that or don't do that? Well, it's difficult. I always say it's simple, but it's not easy. And that's a lot of things. Why can't people stop eating junk food? <laughs> you know, it's simple, but it's not easy. Don't eat that. For me, you got to come up with certain strategies. Don't have that in the house. You don't want to watch Netflix and you, you know, when you get home, you can't, I got to watch this show. Unplug the TV, sign out of Netflix. You make it difficult for yourself to do these things. And these are strategies that happen. It's not just a single day where it clicks and it's going to be easy and you're just going to do it. You have to go through it every day. You want to go to the weight room. It's like you're happy. You're going to go there every single day. There's some days you are. There's some days you're, oh, I can't wait to lift. But the days that matter the most, the times that matter the most in your habits and your routine is when you don't want to do something. You show up anyways. You don't want to go to the weight room. You end up getting yourself in there. You really want to watch this. Now you don't want to open the book and do this project. You do it anyways. And there's habit stacking things you can use and certain things that me and my brother use in college. I used to be a video game guy. I wanted to play Xbox. And I look back and go, what am I doing with this time? What am I getting out of this? I got to stop playing, but you go home after practice. You're tired. Instead of studying, instead of going to get a little extra workout and working on your craft. So now what I would do is I'd unplug, 
my Xbox. I'd put my controller up high somewhere that unplug my TV. So now when I do get home the next day, man, if I want to do Xbox, guess what? I'm going to have to go find my controller, plug in my TV, plug in my Xbox and sign in all over again. So now it's like, I might as well just do this. And there's little tricks that we've always helped each other do and use in that way. And there's a lot of those things that we've done. And that's what a lot of everything, the things I speak on is, is how those little tricks can help and just help you to improve and make you more consistent. But it's just, goes back to showing up every day. Man, those are so many good little nuggets in there. And, you know, it's, a, it's about removing the temptation, right? Yes. Like yes. You want to lose weight. It's like, remove all the bad food from the house. Donate yes. it, give it away, get it out of the house. Right. It's like, unplug your TV, right? Yes. Turn your phone off after hours, all the, hide your remotes, right? It's yeah. like, all those little things of like, you have to learn how to remove temptation, right? Absolutely. That's temptation so bum- bundle. One thing my brother does is something I've always loved is he has a couple shows he has to watch. Only time he can turn on Netflix is when he's on the Peloton or when he's riding a bike. So you don't want to work out. Okay. If That's I, if I work out, I can watch this 20 minute show, this 30 minute show. So then you'll go work out just so he can watch the show. You know, you bundle things that way and that's an improvement. You know, maybe it's a 1% improvement, but those 1% improvements add up and they keep you showing up and they keep you improving. Oh my gosh. There's so much richness in that. And that could be applied to whatever it is in life, right? It's I'm reading a book right now called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And one of the statistics in this book I thought was fascinating. And it said that the average American reads roughly 200 words a minute, right? Um, If that's true, if that's true, and you were to read one hour every day for an entire year, you would actually be able to read almost 200 books in a year. Wow. For one hour. For one hour a day. Wow. At the average rate of reading yeah. words a minute. Then, so think about that 200 books. Yeah. And like my goal this year was a book a month and I'm on track and I'm like so yeah. proud of myself. Yeah. And then I read this and I'm like, oh man, I have a long way to go. I have a long way to go. And I'm a really fast reader. I bet my yeah. average reading speed is twice that. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing with my time then? And so yeah. it really forced this internal reflection of how am I choosing to spend my time. Because when I say I don't have time, that's not true. I'm giving my time to yeah. things unintentionally that are sucking up all my time instead yeah. of doing them on the things that I should. So I thought that was amazing. But then these were the other two statistics that I literally put the book down and it's like, Rory, you have to come hear this. It's like, <laughs> what? And uh, these statistics, and these were from 2019, 2019 statistics. And so they're probably even far more greater right now. Yeah. And so here was the next one. The next one said the average American in the course of a year spends 700 hours on social media. Wow. That's twice what it would be to read one hour a day. So if we don't have time to better ourselves, look at what you're doing instead. So it's twice the amount of time. That's two hours a day. Yeah in and off of social media. And I literally put the book down. I was like, no effing way. And so I pulled out my phone because you know how your phone can track your social media. Tell me what it is. And it was like this like aha moment of like, 
every like five minutes here, five minutes here, five minutes yeah. here. Like, holy it adds tactics. up. Then this was the one that I was like, unbelievable. The average American each year watches TV for more than 2,000 hours. That's two and a half times the social media, not in place of, in addition to. Oh my gosh. So think about those things when it's like, don't have time to get healthy. Don't have time to lose weight. Don't have time to do this next thing. Don't have time to read. It's like, I say these things, right? I have two young kids. I have a two-year-old and a just turned five-year-old running yeah. a business. I'm like, I don't have time to go do that. I don't have time. Like, yes, you do. Cause my phone just said so. My phone said, yo girl, this is how much time you spent on social media last week. And then I was like counting up like how many hours of Bridgerton did I watch? You know, and it's like yeah. all these things. And it's like, yeah. yes, you do. It's like, but we're not consciously aware of where our time is going because we don't have a schedule. We don't have a routine. We're reactive. We're living this default life of just letting everything fill up our time because we don't have a regimented schedule and routine that we're proactively trying to get better. Yeah. Love that so much. That's so good. And it is simple, but it's so hard, right? It's, it's so simple, difficult. But it's so hard. There's some crazy statistics. Like yeah. I, next, next speech I give, I'm, I'm going to put those in there and there's a time and a place for social media and connecting, but that amount of time, you need to work that into your schedule and you know, your team say, Hey, after I finish a project, I will give myself five minutes or 10 minutes to figure out social media. And that's how you bundle it. And you make yourself, you can make yourself be extra productive with it. If you give yourself an allotment at the end of a project, you have your to-do list, you go down. And I'm a big guy of having a to-do list. I know some people say yes, some people say no. Some people say yes on goals. Some people say no on goals. I'm big goals. I'm big to-do lists. That's what's helped me throughout my life when I've been the most productive is goals, to-do list. You put your list up. Okay, here's the most important things I have today. Okay, after I finish this, I will give myself five minutes here on social media. I'll give myself five minutes here. And that's the way it should be. And that's something I've implemented. And I know I'm because I, you know, I make, I have a business, a social media business where I, I do influencing, I do brand partnerships, I do consulting with some of these companies. So sometimes I'll convince myself that what I'm doing is necessary mm. and I need to do this for work. And I find myself just scrolling. Like, okay, what yeah. am I doing there? And you're convincing yourself that you really, you're benefiting from that, but you're not, you're not being productive. And when you put it in, you fit it in after the end of checking something off your list and okay, I, I'm going to work on this for an hour. Then I'm gonna give myself five minutes. Mm -hmm. That's when you really add your productivity and it makes you more productive. Cause you know, after this, you are going to get to that, that little dopamine rush you get yeah. from looking at social media. Yeah. I mean, I have found for me, it's like, I have to set a timer. It's yeah. like, if this is a part of my business, which it is, it's like, yeah, but this is what I'm going to allot to it every day. Yeah. Set the timer. Because otherwise, that's true. It's like you just start scrolling and you're like, oh, wait, what was I doing? What was I supposed to be doing? Absolutely. Like, somehow I've ended up on the Revolve shopping website. And I'm like, that is not what I'm supposed to be <laughs> yeah. doing right now. Focus back on track. I love that. That's so good. That's so wise. That's so smart. And it's so applicable. No matter what your business is, it's like, I think it's a really great task for anyone who is listening to this show right now is to take a quick inventory of what are you doing every day? Like, do you actually have a schedule? Do you actually have a routine for your personal brand, for social media, for podcasting, for learning, for reading, for improving, for creating content, right? Yeah. It's like, got to have a schedule. Otherwise it's yes. like, that just the, the tyranny of the urgent, right? There's always going to be something that's urgent, that's happening, that fills up this time that you've set aside unless you protect it. And I think that's so applicable 
universally. It doesn't matter what you're doing as a parent, an entrepreneur, an athlete, doesn't matter. Okay. All right. I'm going to switch gears. Two other quick things um, that I want to talk about before our time runs out together. So one of the things that you did that I think is really fascinating that I did not know about you until well after we were friends and chatting is you had this stint in the reality TV world. And, you know, I was, and this was like, you know, six or seven months ago. um, And I was like, Oh, I didn't even know that about Clay. And then I was yeah. like, mine. And then one of my friends was like, do you not know how many like followers he has that are like just all these women that were like crazed for him? And I was like, I totally missed this part of Clay's life. I don't know how I missed this. So here's what I want to know. It's like, one, why did you decide to do it? Yeah. Right? How did that help you grow your platform, grow your audience? And then two, what are way like, I think what I think what would be most interesting is to this audience is why? Like, why do you think people follow you? Right. Because I think a a huge part of this is just exposure, right? It's putting yourself in front of a group of people that are like, no, I like him. Like, I want to see like what he's all about, but then how do you keep that going way after, you know, in this case, a show in. So walk us through that. Why'd you do it? How did it help your audience? And then how do you keep it going? Absolutely. So I wish that I would have been a part of brand builders while a long time earlier than this. You know, it would have really helped me in my journey, but you know, I'm here now and it's really been great. So after I when I go on the bat right, it's my I know my football career is winding down. And I'm starting to look and see, okay, what is going on afterwards? And as far as the bachelorette, I get contacted by these people. They go through my agent and you're like, hey, he's still on the football team. Like we this is all in the off season. You know, we'll let you do what you need to do. We just really want you to come on the show. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, should I really do this or not? And I'm like, maybe there's, you know, some things can come from it. And one of my passions was announcing, announcing football and being a commentator. And I had known a few ex-football players, Jesse Palmer, friend of mine. He went from being The Bachelor to being on the ESPN and all these shows. Jordan Rogers, same thing, football players being an announcer. I'm like, hmm, these guys have really used this platform to jump into their second career. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was thinking. I go, I'm single. I'm unattached. I'm not opposed to meeting someone and dating and getting married. I do want that. I want a wife. I want kids. I want all of that. So I would be open to that. But then also, I think that this can be a way for me to move into a second career. I didn't know much about social media back then. I had a private Instagram. I was on Twitter for a little bit. and I had a Facebook page that I was connected to my family. Didn't even know people made money off of social media at that point <laughs> back in 2017, 2018. So I go on the show and I actually end up getting hurt on the show, not emotionally, physically, you know? So I ended up, yes. Well, physically and emotionally, you know, I had to broke up. It was really heart, you know, warming Uh moment here. And, but I actually broke my wrist on the show and it was, you know, kind of looking back, it kind of negatively affected my football career. But in hindsight is 2020. How would I know it's going to happen? How would the professional football player get hurt playing football on the bachelorette against a male model and a beer truck delivery guy. You can't make this stuff up. So I know oh, it makes for good TV. Yeah. Great TV. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting injured and whatever. And, you know, I still go back to the NFL and that's after that is when I tore my groin, it was kind of a, a spiral of things that happened. I ended up pull, tearing my groin in my workout. So after that, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. And then I go on the spinoff show called Bachelor in Paradise for the same kind of reasons. I'm open to a relationship, hoping that happens. But I think it's a way 
at that point, you start realizing this is a way that you can get exposure and build your brand. Maybe I could jump into announcing things like that. And it's really puts you in front of a big audience, ABC, prime time, eight o'clock. It's a great opportunity if you want to build your brand. For the cult so that's follower. kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I did. I didn't leave there married or engaged. You know, sorry, mom. She always calls me. She wants grandkids, but I'm focused on so many things right now, mom. If you're watching this, it'll happen soon, I promise. So after that, you know, you get this audience and then... For me, it was, you know, the people that like you and they follow you, they see you're posting a lot about fitness, you know, health and wellness. And, you know, now I'm starting to post more inspirational stuff and and do things like that. And that's kind of how my journey went with The Bachelorette in gaining this big following. And I thought it was something that would disappear in a day. You know, you get these followers, but it's been pretty consistent and I'm surprised. And I think you have to keep consistently working on it. And it's not something that's going to happen. Keep putting forth good content and then you work with brands. I'd never worked with brands before. And then, then people like the content you're putting out. They like how you brand yourself, what you stand for, and they keep working with you. I don't have the most followers in Bachelor Nation or anything like that, but I get a lot of deals with some reputable companies because of my brand, health and wellness. You know, I, I'm speaking on good things and just keeping your image and your brand is so important. These guys are like, wait, I got better engagement. I got better, but you don't have a brand you don't have something that you stand for. So that's a very important thing when it comes to working with these companies and these people, when they want to hire you, it really comes back to your brand and brand building. Like I said, I wish I had went through some of these courses before I went on the show, but now I know more and more, you know, what these companies are looking for, what these people want to do when they're hiring you. How do you sell yourself? That's all things that I've learned from you and Rory. And it's, it's been great. And I'm still learning. Yeah, I know that's so good. It's, you know, and the thing I love about this is a great reminder to anyone who's like working to build their audience, build their platform. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, there's, I know there's so many things out there where you can like buy followers and, you know, you can buy accounts now. And it's like, why, right? What you really want is to be known for what you believe in, right? It's to have a reputation that complements all of your values and beliefs and, And I love what you said. It was like, really like this show was a way to get more exposure, but you know, it's like, but what they were getting exposed to is the real you, right? It's like, they're coming, they're saying, I'm all about health, fitness, wellness, positivity, schedule, routines, mindset. And it's like, although they met you here, right. They're following and staying with you because they align with you. They like you, they're getting value from you. They start to learn from you and trust you, which is why they stay. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's not any different. Like, you know, I follow Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, right. Yeah. World famous soccer players and Nashville just got our first soccer team, right. We just, Oh, nice. Stadium. And so I'm like really going all in on learning all things soccer outside of my kids peewee soccer. And so it's going to be fascinating. It's just like, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo has got the largest social media following in the world. In he the has world. almost yeah. 600 million followers <laughs> across platforms. Yeah. Almost twice the size of the United States. Oh, uh, wow. Enormous. Right. Wow. Um, but here's the thing. It's like people first heard about him because of his amazing skills and his sport. Yeah. But once you go to his profile, he is hardcore health, wellness, fitness. Yeah. He's a diehard uh, health nut. 
nutrition. Yeah. It's about his family. I think they have five kids. It's about yeah. love and commitment to his wife, being a father. Yes. He talks about soccer and modeling and there's lots of shirtless posts that doesn't hurt him. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's a lot about like what you put into your body, exercising, fitness, routine, schedule, habits, right? It's like people may have heard about him because of soccer, right? People yeah. may have heard, learned about you because of The Bachelorette if they were watching. Yeah. You know, people may have heard about me because of something. If you can stay true to your brand, if you can stay yeah. true to the reputation that you're building, and if you get clear on what you want to be known for, then when people find you, it's easy for them to go, yes, I want more of that. Yes, yeah. I like this. Yes, I will follow this. Yes, Absolutely. I want to engage with this. But if that's not clear, then I don't know what I'm coming for, right? Yeah. It's like, it's the same. It's like if I would have come to your profile, you know, back in 2018 when you were on The Bachelorette or whenever that was, 17, yeah. and you were just pictures of you and chicks all the time, I would have been like, yeah. Nah, pass. Yeah. Right? But if I would have come and it's like, no, I'm looking for health, fitness, wellness, inspiration, motivation, habits, routines. It wouldn't have mattered where I learned about you from because once I'm there, I'm like, that's what I want more of. Yeah. And that's for any of us. So it's like the question is to everyone listening, it's what are you doing to increase your exposure? Right. Absolutely. And this yeah. was a great way of growing and building your platform, but it was in a way that was in line and true to who you were and what yeah. you had to be talking about already. Absolutely. You got to have that brand and that's how you get an, get an audience and keep an audience, a loyal audience. And then even after, you know, the show, a lot of people, you know, a lot of the people that go on these shows or audience start to go down and dip and you'll see people that don't really have a brand just keep posting themselves with, you know, friends or family and stuff. And you, you know, you got to give people a reason to follow you. And, and for me, it's a lot to do with health and wellness and now I'm really working on some cool things to do with the motivational space, the habits and routine coming out there. And I'm really excited to show people that side of me too. So it's, it's, you got to give some reason, you know, what am I getting out of following this person of, of staying, you know, involved in what this person is doing. And if you give people something, you, you generally give them something that they can use, they will follow you and that will help both of you. Yeah. You got to give them some value, right? Like got to give value. value. Absolutely. Yeah, like give value, build trust. Again, yes. simple, not easy. Yes. Um, all right. Last question, Clay, and then I'm going to let you go. What do you wish people knew about you that they don't know right now? That's a good question, AJ. And, you know, there's quite a few things. I mean, I don't want to tell people that my, you know, my first love was trying to be a singer. And I, my mom had to tell me, Clay, you have a terrible voice and you're <laughs> never going to do that. But that's Thanks. something funny. Real, Thanks. But something that I, you know, I do, I, we've talked about a little bit on the show is, just where I've come from. I haven't spoke out much about my history, my background, where I come from. You know, people see me and, you know, living a good life and taking trips and, you know, and living in a nice home or a nice car, or whatever. But I really want people to know that this is not something that I was given. For me, it was all about discipline, routine and hard work. And, you know, I was, I lived in a trailer with 12 people growing up. I didn't have my own bed until I went to college, shared a bed with my mom and my brother. No, this is where I came from. And this is what people can do if you just have the habits, the discipline, the routine. You can grow and you can change your life, even your family's life. Your family's trajectory is this way. Me and my brother both. It wasn't just because I hit a home run and could play NFL football. You know, some people might say, oh, you got luck. You could play NFL football. Look at my brother. He didn't play NFL football and he's doing the same thing. 
Right, he's working. Yes. Mm. He, he's working a great job. Him and his wife are doing very well financially. They have amazing kids. They keep bettering themselves. They keep this routine. They always have a project. It's something that anybody can do. And that's something I want people to know that it wasn't given to me. I had to work for it. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting my message out there. Man, Clay, I hope this becomes a pivotal part of your story. I hope that one day for every kid, every young person, every adult who looks out there and says, woe is me. Yeah. Look at my situation. I can't do anything about it. That would be able to then look at you and go, but yes, you can. Yeah. But it's hard work. It's hard work. It's discipline and it's habits and it's routine. It's like, I love that you changed, you know, the trajectory of your family tree, you and your brother. It's like, I would really love to meet your parents one day. Uh, How proud of you guys they must be. And man, just, I love your story. I love your heart. I love what you're doing. So honored to get to know you and get to be a part of your story and your journey. Thank you so much for being on the show today. If people want to follow you online, where should they go? You can follow me on my Instagram, clayharbs82, or you could just message me on my website, clayharboronline.com. And if you want to just talk to me about possible speaking gig, consulting, health and wellness training, my website, it's all there, clayharboronline.com, social media, clayharbs82 on Instagram. And yeah, I appreciate you having me on, AJ. And I look forward to seeing you and Rory at at the next Brand Builders event. Yes, likewise. And y'all, it's like if you're looking for a great podcast host, go to clayharboronline.com, request him as a guest. If you're looking for a speaker at your upcoming event, go to clayharboronline.com, check him out. You will not be disappointed. I promise. I'll put all these links in the show notes and uh, we'll catch you guys next time on the Influential Personal Brand. See you later. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 